Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Coachable Moments. I am your host, Pat GPT, and it is my pleasure to bring another episode to your listing pleasure. Um, Today, uh, a very interesting conversation happened and it sparked a thought. Out of that conversation came a really good question that was posed to me, and I want to share that some of those details of those com- uh, of that conversation with you all, in the hopes that it may be of value to you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but you may know someone that you can share it with uh, that may be going through some things that may just need a word of encouragement uh, to help them get through their situation. In this conversation. A friend of mine was telling me about a family member that he had lost recently to suicide. Uh, As we know, suicide is more rampant than ever before. Uh, So many family members are being affected by this string of events, these decisions that are made during what has to be heavy times for the people that, you know, decide to take their life. So a a friend of mine asked me because he knows me very well. He's familiar with my story. Uh, Part of that story I've shared with you guys uh, on last season uh, when I shared, you know, some of the challenges that I had gone through personally. And uh, if you haven't listened to that, I encourage you to go back and listen to Uh, Back Against the Wall is the name of the episode, part one and two. And uh, it'll give you a glimpse into some of the things that I've gone through. Not many, but it'll give you a glimpse so you can have, you know, kind of an idea of of my backstory. But because he was familiar with, you know, some of the things I've gone through and some of the things that I still go through to this day. uh, He's he's one of the people that I share with. parts of my life with and he asked you know he's like what makes you not give up you know with all that you go through there's something inside of you that that doesn't let you end it all you know you bounce back continually from setbacks that would make some people give up and you know he told me he just wants to know what makes me continue to push forward. Um, and I wanted to share that with you guys with the hopes that it may help you or someone that you love. And uh, for me, you know, at the age of 39, um, I joined the Air Force uh, right before the cutoff. Uh, the you know you had to join before you turn 40 at that point I think the age limit is 42 now so for those of you that still have an interest you still can do it up to age 42 if I'm not uh, mistaken and after I joined the Air Force I I questioned I, I remember it like it's yesterday I still have the video on my phone of me sitting at the airport getting ready to fly out from Birmingham to San Antonio 
uh, for boot camp. And one of the things I asked myself, why am I doing this? Like, I was making good money. I owned my own place. I was, uh, well, I didn't own my place, but I had a place that I was living that I was comfortable with. And, you know, something inside of me is like, why are you doing this at this stage of your life? And at that time, I didn't know why I was doing it, but there was a purpose and a plan that was in place that was much greater than I could see. So one of the things that I gathered from that experience, uh, we had to learn what's called the Airman's Creed. And this is the doctrine that pretty much governed every member of the Air Force that swore in, that took that oath of enlistment. This was the thing that we subscribed to every single morning at boot camp. We would say this, recite it. Throughout the day, we'd say it, memorize it. It became our creed. And <clears throat> at the end of the Airman's Creed, and you're free to Google it, um, at the end of it, it said, and I will not fail. I won't read, I won't tell you the whole thing. I'll leave that for your uh, research. But it's a very interesting creed. But what I discovered in that process is that you have to believe in something and you have to subscribe to something. And one of the things that I discovered as a black man in America is that most families don't have a creed. They don't have what I what I view as a understood agreement with everyone that was a member of that family. And I started to research, you know, and what I discovered is that, you know, when when we were brought to this country uh, as slaves, we were stripped of a lot of traditions. We were stripped of our names. We were stripped of our religion. Uh, everything that was important was pretty much taken from us and replaced with something else. And some of it was, it was replaced. Some things were replaced with nothing. There were just gaps. And so as a group of people, we're operating in a society and a system that's highly organized. Yet we're missing some tools, some ingredients that will help us be better. But yet we were not provided with those things. If you look up some of our counterparts, they have family creeds that they subscribe to. Uh, some of those creeds include agreements to not do wrong to family members or to not trespass against each other. If you're a member of the Jones family, it's an understood agreement that we don't borrow money from each other and we don't not repay our debts to our family members. That's just an example. I'm not saying that the Joneses have that. I just use that as an illustration that certain family groups have understood agreements that it's just the way it is. That's how they live their life if you're a part of that family. And when I joined that family of airmen, those military men and women 
that served that organization, you had to take on that system of beliefs, that system of operations that every other of the team members took on as well. And what that created was uniformity. If you if you see that and you're familiar with family, have family members that served in the military, not only did they wear a uniform that was just like everybody else's in that particular branch of service, but they also had words, they had creeds, they had agreements that was uniform among all of the members of that branch. When you look at the black family, there is no uniformity. There's only individuality. And there's nothing that is synonymous throughout the entire group of your family because we were not taught to create that. We were only taught to be cliquish. And those of us that had nice things we hung together and the ones that didn't have nice things, they kind of hung together and we were taught to not like each other because we were not like each other. If that makes sense. So if we had those things in place to where we agreed that if your last name is Jones, then you are loved. You are a part of this group of other Joneses. And because you are one of us, the love is going to be equal, is going to be distributed, is go you're going to be respected simply because we are uniform. And when when I thought about that on a on a deeper level, I thought I was like, I I didn't know, I couldn't foresee my future to know that I was going to need to learn this lesson in order to build my family a better way than what my parents and their parents did. Uh, having that understanding that we needed uniformity in order to have longevity is something that I learned at the age of 39. Now I had glimpses and I had clues and pieces that being on the same page was needed, but I didn't know from the extent of having a creed or an agreement uh, was necessary. It was kind of like an implied agreement, but it was nothing that was drafted, written on paper, hung in the hallway that as a whole, as a collective that we agreed to. And when I, when I really dug into the creed that last sentence that says I will not fail is the thing that I provided to him that made me not give up uh, it was something that was always in me so when I saw the creed itself I could identify with it because I've been through some rough moments I've been through some bad moments but the one thing that I always convince myself of is that it's going to be better tomorrow. That's what I always say to myself. Some days when I have a really bad day, before I go to sleep at night, I'll just tell myself it's going to be better and it's going to get better tomorrow. And I believe that. I go to sleep with the belief 
that is going to get better the following day. So that when I wake up, I'm hopeful. I'm looking forward to it. Now, some of you are already pessimistic, pessimistic in your thoughts and like, well, what if it doesn't get better tomorrow? What then? Well, what then is that you say it again and you wake up another day and you're still alive because you'll notice that a lot of a lot of the things that we deal with in life, whether it's good, bad or indifferent, they're only temporary. Uh, it can be extremely heavy today. Extremely heavy to the point that you want to give up. But if you don't give up and you decide to keep living, it will get better. I can't tell you how many days it'll take or how many weeks it'll take, but I guarantee you, if you keep living, you'll see that it get better because life goes in cycles. It could be good today, bad next week, but guess what? It's going to be good again and it may be bad again, but guess what? It's going to be good again. Yeah, it may be bad again, but it's cycles. Things go in cycles. We've been programmed to only want to be in times that are good, but you can't really appreciate the good unless you've gone through the bad. And the bad doesn't last always. It's just for a season. Everything is seasonal. And if you can just hold on and really subscribe to that part of the creed that you will not fail, you will succeed. It may not be when you want to, but I guarantee you, if you keep living, you will succeed. So I remember back uh, when I was going through the period of, uh, you know, living in the abandoned house and, you know, I'm actually sitting in my car right now as I'm recording this episode and uh, it's like 20 degrees outside. It's freezing. My hands are cold right now because the car is not running. Uh, I'm just sitting here in a place where I can think and I do this at times because I like to be alone when I get ready to reflect. I like silence. So I'm taking some time to just give thanks and being grateful for not a perfect life, not a perfect situation, because I have challenges that are going on right now. But I'm experienced enough to know and I've seen enough to know that it gets better with time and I, 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 I matured to the point to know that I don't have to know when it's going to get better uh, oftentimes when people confide in me in their low points they just want to know when when is it going to get easier when do I get a chance to have a good life and not have to struggle and not have to stress about how I'm going to pay this or I don't have the money to give to my kid for the field trip tomorrow? These are things that are happening in your life, but they're not really... The, the intent is not to create pain, if that makes sense. 
this part of your life is bringing out something that you need to develop for the future self that you will grow into. And these moments of pressure are creating different characteristics. It's creating resilience. It's creating a toughness that you're going to need at a future point. Um, and you're going through this thing, not even realizing that the thing that you're going through now is just an ingredient. It's just something that has to be added to this cake that you're baking. And the cake is going to be beautiful when it comes out of the oven. The cake has to be mixed together. It has to be put in some heat. And once it comes out of the heat, it's going to rise into something that is going to taste good. Right now, if you were to take some, some of the ingredients that go into a cake and taste them individually, they may not taste good. Some of it may be too sweet. For example, if you tasted some of the vanilla extract or uh, some of the brown sugar or whatever you put in your cake, if you tasted that particular ingredient by itself, it may not taste as good as, as it's going to taste once it's mixed with everything else that you're putting into it. Sometimes the pain that you're experiencing, the discomfort, it doesn't taste good by itself. But when you get older and you get on the other side of the pain, there is an appreciation for the experience that you went through because you, you can look back and see that you were delivered from a bad situation. And some of those situations could have taken you out completely. But because grace was administered to you, it's so sweet to look back on it, knowing that you were not in a good place and you can see where you are today, right now. I know looking back at living in a, a freezing cold house for almost two years, uh, not having the resources that I'm used to, like running water, electricity, uh, some people would have ended their life having to go through sleeping in a, a rat infested house, you know, not having the ability to take a hot shower. But for me, I look back on it and I really appreciate it because in that moment, I was able to get so close spiritually to the person that controls this, uh, this thing called life. I was able to hear clearly a lot of encouraging words, encouraging visions that were shared with me that helped me develop the strength to push through it. So I'll leave that in, in, you know, in this message that everything that you go through every day is not going to feel good. Um, but if you just hold on with the understanding and the belief and the commitment that tomorrow it will be easier. It will just hold on. And I would encourage you if you don't have 
a family creed. If you don't have that thing that makes you unified, that makes you as a family unit, if it doesn't, if you don't have the thing that makes you uniform, that thing that you all believe in and agree to, think about creating that during the holiday season when you're all together. You know, I would challenge you to put things in that creed uh, to the effect that we don't talk about each other behind each other's back. If it's not positive, we don't talk about that. Or if we know a family member is going through something instead of getting on the phone or the Internet gossiping about it, we agree to pray for each other and to pray for that person and putting those positive things in place that you agree to as a group and then living up to it on an everyday basis is what going what is going to create a stronger family unit a more uniform group of people that have that share a like mind or a likeness of belief and so while you're sitting around opening your gifts or even if you're not if you don't have the financial resources to open those gifts, there's a, a gift that you can create. And that's the gift of family. And that can be done simply by creating these creeds or these agreements that we're going to operate as a family unit in this way. And whatever those things are on your list, visit them regularly. You know, we, we recited our creed every day. Put it somewhere that you have to see it every day. Make a magnet, stick it on the refrigerator, put it by the door as you walk out. Put it on the front porch as you walk in the house. Let that be the thing that governs how your family unit operates. And continue to encourage each other. If you have a family member that is going through it, reach out to them, pray for them. Let them know that it's going to get easier tomorrow. I love you guys. Be blessed and have a happy and healthy holiday season.